welcome back to another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Rodney Boyd. I'm your co-host, Melanie Mitchell. And today we have a... Uh, oh, I didn't know. I was going to... Okay, I thought you was going to... Okay. I thought we was tagging. Okay, back and forth. Then I was going to go into it. Okay, never mind. We have a guest today, you guys. We have a guest. <laughs> Brian, why don't you go ahead and do your whole little spiel? Yeah, what's up, guys? How you doing? Uh... First of all, thank you, Rodney. Thank you, Mel. Thank you to everybody that is listening today. I hope we bring you some value. But um, just a little bit about myself. Um, so my name is Dr. Brian McEldery. You don't have to use doctor. I just, you know, it's, it's pretty nice sometimes to say it because we don't get to say it a lot as pharmacists. So um, you can just call me Brian. But uh, originally from Birmingham, Alabama, I'll just tell you a little about myself. Um, born and raised Southern boy. I went to Morehouse College for undergrad, graduated in 2012. Uh, then went up straight to St. Louis College of Pharmacy, where I got my doctorate in pharmacy. Finished there in 2016, and now I reside in Dallas, Texas. I've been here for about two years, um, where I am actually running my own business called Envision Health, where we provide holistic health and wellness solutions to busy professionals and corporations. So uh, I guess just to dive in a little bit how I got to where I am now, and that was a short snippet, but... Um, I felt like most people ask me all the time, like, Brian, uh, pharmacy, it seems, you know, very stable. If it, it seems like, you know, you had everything going, you know, what happened, man? Like you made that switch pretty soon. And I think it started from my own transformation where I didn't have the best health habits growing up. Um, you know, we all had that chunky phase, right? We all had that chunky phase. At least some of us did. And I was one of those, you know, I was an athlete, but uh, I really wasn't confident in in my own skin. I you know, had the the top accolades, you know, I was not too bad in the classroom, but, you know, I, I didn't feel confident. And growing up, we ate McDonald's, we, mama's cooking, you know, Southern hospitality, you know, that whole, whole spiel. So um, when I got to Morehouse, I, you know, still kind of, you know, I gained that fresh from 15, had a little chunky phase there. And, you know, Rodney, he's, he's my line brother. So we pledged, you know, that's a whole different story, but um we, uh, you know, my, my health state really wasn't very stable. And going into a healthcare profession, um, I really believe that every healthcare professional should practice what he or she preaches. And I didn't feel that way. So I started my own journey. I said, I'm going to, you know, practice what I preach. So I ended up transforming my own body. I actually competed in a men's physique bodybuilding competition, no coach no guidance, really, just really my own trial and error. And I ended up placing and that inspired a lot of people. And I got a lot of questions from colleagues, from professors, from just any and everybody, family reaching out like, man, like, how did you do this? So that's where it came down to. I feel like I could help people, you know, naturally um, get healthier lifestyle changes, because as you guys know, uh, most of our Chronic disease states, hypertension, um, diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, obesity, all these things can be prevented by simple lifestyle changes. And to be honest with you, most of it is plaguing our African-American community, the ethnic community. But yet we are constantly being prescribed medications and we're putting Band-Aids on problems, but we're never getting to the root cause. And that is what I'm doing now is really taking on people and inspiring people and educating people on how to really target that root cause of simple lifestyle changes, functional nutrition, exercising, mental health, all those 
different intangibles to really evolve into the best version of themselves. So again, thank you guys for having me on. And I hope that wasn't too I long mean, of an intro. It was necessary. I think you got a lot of stuff out the way. Uh, able to <laughs> things off the list. Yeah. Um, wow. Very thorough. I just want to say I participated in membership intake. I don't know about Brian. Um, that P word. I'm confused. Very confused. Is that? I don't know what that is. As a member um, of the organization myself, I was. Exactly. And that's what we always promote here on, on my grown. But, um, <laughs> so Brian, I want to. Right. Uh, yeah, y'all not going to have us use our, our show on no, you know, court cases. <laughs> Taking a step back, um, I want to talk a little more about Envision Health and uh, Wellness Solutions, uh, which is your company. Um, I guess so. It, what if you could go like kind of just a little more in detail about the services you all provide um, for people? I know you, you touched on it briefly, but I just want yeah. the people to get a little better understanding. I, I always like to qualify our guests first, and then we'll hit the uh, of course the questions. Of course, so. Um, after this. Um, it, it gets confusing sometimes because it is a new kind of concept and business model for people to understand because I just want to preface this really quick before I answer the direct question, but it's a lot of people see a personal trainer and then they might go to their physician, right? Or a nutritionist if they need any health quote unquote advice. So where's that gap being filled a lot of the times between a healthcare professional and just your general trainer, you know? So uh, the services we provide are holistic health and lifestyle coaching, um, functional nutrition and fitness programs, and corporate wellness program solutions and seminars. So essentially, it's touching all bases of really taking on a person and allowing them to fit health and fitness and their whole life. You know, people have got situations going on. So, you know, how do you fit something that's very quote-unquote statistically restrictive into somebody's busy life. So we're able to do this online. Um, we do in-person sessions, um, but we're able to do it worldwide. So um, yeah, those are the three main services that we do provide is one-on-one coaching, uh, functional nutrition and fitness programs, and then corporate wellness, uh, employee program solutions and seminars. Okay. Very fancy. Um, go ahead, man. So, oh, no, go ahead. Another question, or okay, when you were talking about the root of the issues with you know people of color and their health stuff and you know lifestyle changes, do you think from mm-hmm. your your angle was it more of like the food deserts that we live in? A lot of black communities are in, or like like the tweet I saw like last week that said that black people are obese because of soul food. Like, is it like that or <laughs> is it just like a mixture of that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's definitely a mixture. I believe the lack of education is number one because there's this stigma that you have to go to Whole Foods to eat healthy. You know, you've got to go to these expensive restaurants to get the organic foods and, and things of that sort. But, you know, it doesn't take this restrictive uh, lifestyle to really make a change. You know, I definitely understand that people have situations in, in our African-American community is definitely downtrodden in certain areas where we might only have access to, you know, a KFC on the corner or the, you know, um, 
you know, Dollar Mart or whatever, whatever's around in those those areas where, you know, you might be on welfare and you only have a certain amount of food to eat. But, you know, how do you tell somebody that's at that state what a protein is, what a carb is, what a healthy fat is, what it looks like? Because to be honest with you, you know, and this is kind of going far left, but, you know, you look at people that are incarcerated, right? You know, and you wonder how they get jacked on eating whatever. It's because they eat a protein, right? They probably only have packet tuna and canned tuna. And then maybe they get some ramen and a carb source. You know, maybe they just have some rice. And then they have some healthy fats from, you know, breads, carbs, nuts, peanut butter, whatever. And that's their diet, right? They might get some greens, a salad here or there, but it's very, very simple. So I think that's something that we plague ourselves with is paralysis by analysis, is we overcomplicate this concept of, quote unquote, eating healthy, because eating healthy doesn't equate to, you know, getting healthier or body changes or losing weight or any of that stuff. So we just say, forget it. Mm. You know, we're going we're gonna to eat whatever. You know, so I think that's our, our issue is that we, compli- we think it's too complicated, so we don't do anything. Or we think it's too expensive, so we don't do anything. And I think educating, going into these communities and saying, hey, you know, it's not about eating organic or whatever you see that, you know, is deemed healthy on these, you know, um, these talk shows, these radio shows, these commercials. And you're like, man, I can't afford that. I guess that's what healthy is, so I can't do it. You know, but how do you make smart choices when you go to KFC? Get the grilled chicken instead of the fried chicken. You know, it's really it's, it's that simple that it's a simple choice that everyone has. You know, get the green beans instead of the macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't have to be so dramatic. So I think that's one thing that uh, we just need more education in those communities to tell people how to make smarter choices. It doesn't have to be the perfect choice, but a better choice. Absolutely. So can I get the mac and cheese and green beans or like just one or the other? <laughs> you can. You can. But then you're going to have to make sure that, you know, what is your activity level? You know, if you're eating that and you're going home and sitting on the couch then is it really a smart choice or are you still exercising three times a week? Are you, are you walking in the mornings? Are you running? Are you, you know, parking further away from, you know, your workplace and walking? So you're getting those activity level steps and and movements in. So where, Hey, that mac and cheese is probably not going to make a big difference in the grand scheme of things. Right. So it's a balance. It's a balance, but I think definitely educating and showing people how to balance is the biggest thing. So, Brian, I want to talk about um, your transformation real quick, because as, as someone, you know, like 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 I said, we're Lion Brothers. I've known each other yeah. since uh, fall 2011. Um, how much uh, did you weigh when you graduated from Morehouse? Yeah. So uh, entering pharmacy school, I think I weighed around 178 or 180. So around that 180 mark, um, okay. I remember being and I was. I would consider myself a skinny fat man, um, you know, because people look at me now and I'm probably around the same weight, you know, mid to 180s, you know, low 180s to mid 180s around the same weight. But I look completely different, you know, yeah. that's a that's a thing maybe you're going to touch on a little bit, right? Right. What size shirt did you wear? In- <laughs> <laughs> I wore that medium, man. I, I was in the medium, but sometimes I would fit the smalls just so it would hug a little bit more. You know, <laughs> okay. And what you you probably wearing like a large now? Yeah, I wear large t shirts. Um, you know, medium button downs still, but 
that's just because I like, you know, how that fits. But uh, anything that's, you know, it's typically a large T-shirt, man. Yeah. So what was that transformation like in, 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 in pharmacy school when you mm. uh, decided to compete? Because that's when we, um, you know, that's when we were able to see it, you know, mm. the start of your transformation. Exactly. Exactly. So people that saw that from the very beginning didn't really think too much of it. Didn't really take me seriously. Honestly, man, you know, I had a, people don't understand that I had a lot of distractions, you know, a lot of people that were pulling me out, people that were, Hey man, like, you know, this isn't serious. Like, you know, you don't got to go to the gym. It's like, so I tell people all the time, it, it, it looked like I was, I remember the day. I remember the day. It was my second week of pharmacy school in 2012. And I literally said, I'm about to start some diet. Like I'm about to do it. Join the membership, gym membership. And my first meal, I remember, I didn't know what I was doing. I had tuna, some mustard, some green beans and some broccoli and some brown rice in a Tupperware container. And I took that to class and I opened it up and everyone looking around me like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, you know, so it was one of those shocking moments where, huh, Brian, this is, you know, your start. And I think it's that point where I realized that it was a lot more mental. I, I just, those moments where I didn't want to do cardio, those moments where I didn't want to um, eat what I had to eat, those moments where I had to pick something off the menu, um, you know, when I went out to with my friends in pharmacy school or those late nights of studying where I had to plan, you know, my meals and, and make sure I brought my uh, my snacks and stayed on track and make sure I was drinking my water. While in the midst of this, you know, graduate school rigor of education, um, I think, honestly, that transformation, man, allowed me to grow more in because the first transformation was honestly, uh, you know, pledging. That, that was that was one thing. You know, I was chemistry major, but pledging and then this. So when people see that, you know, they want to start a fitness program or, um, you know, change their bodies or, oh, I'm about to get, you know, right for the summer. I'm just like, OK, well, let's assess your mental stability first, because this is not going to be easy. You think you can just follow this program, but what happens when mom calls or dad calls or your friend calls out for drinks? Are you going to have the mental strength to say or tell them, Hey, you know, I'll come out, but you, you remember, I've got that goal, right? You remember I got that goal. So it's, it's that, that I feel like a lot of people are missing. Um, which is why we touch on the mental mindset portion so much within my programs, man. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure, you know, as far as the transformation, I think it it was a lot of trial and error. It was a really a lot of trial and error. Um, it wasn't one thing that worked. That's why I'm able to dive into a lot of different diets. I know a lot of different diets back and forth. Um, I've tried every one of them. Um, and it's it's really just figuring out your body and what works for you and what's sustainable because not every diet works for everybody. Vegan's not going to work for you just like it didn't work for your friend. You know, you go on keto might not work for you, but it worked for your friend. So that's what I, I tell people all the time. It's like, try something for two weeks, stay consistent, assess. If you lost weight and you feel like you felt good, is your energy level good? You know, were you able to be productive at work? Um, how are you feeling? How are you looking? And then say, ah, oh, this isn't really working for me. Then maybe try something different. So 
it, it's one of those things. So, but my problem is a lot of times is people try something right and it's not working for them immediately. So they're like, ah, forget this. It didn't work. It's like, you didn't try it long enough. You didn't stay consistent long enough or even to assess if it worked or didn't work, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, what were some of the resources that you found helpful when you were, you know, and, and kind of doing that trial and error? Yeah. Uh, YouTube was a big one, man. Um, YouTube was a big one. So if you aren't able to, cause at that time I couldn't afford a coach. I couldn't, I couldn't afford a trainer. Like, but that's a lot of people's excuses. Right. And we talk about excuses all the time. Excuses are in tools of incompetence where, you know, they, if they don't have the money, they're not willing to find it. You know, if they don't have the time, they're not willing to find it. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the time necessarily, but I found it. You know, I said, how Brian, can you make an hour out of your day to go to the gym every day? How can you make some time to cook? And YouTube was a huge resource. Brian, you don't have a coach to guide you. So you're about to look up everything. How to, how to diet for a competition. Really what I did. I literally just Googled. You know, and I, look, I watch YouTube videos of how to meal prep. I watch YouTube videos of, you know, what sodium intake should look like. I watch YouTube, how much water should you drink? So, like, the ability to how bad do you want it? But a lot of people are looking for that end result answer, right? Not coming to the table with something, of trying something. So a lot of times people that prospects that come to me, and Rodney, you know, can attest to this. He was one of, you know, my one-on-one clients where we assessed and gave him a one-on-one consult and provide him a program comes back to me multiple times, man. And he's made transformations and changes. It's a lot of times that I ask, Hey, you know, what have you tried? What have you done? They're like, Oh, I don't, man, I've, it's that fumbling around. It's like, so you haven't tried anything on your own, but you're expecting me to give you this, the, the end all be all answer. You know, it's just like, you know, pleasure, right? And like when you're on the yard, it's like you come to the table knowing something you've done some reason. Why do you want this? You know, why do you want to change? Because at the end of the day, no one can get you to your goal. They can guide you, but no one can get you to your goal if you don't want it for yourself. So that's, you know, the resources. I hate to get off tangent, guys, but <laughs> I, I just try to give the whole scope of what I was thinking, what I was doing at that time is I was willing to find the answer. I was going to Google. I was going to YouTube. I was going to go to the gym. I was going to try this exercise. I'm going to try that exercise. Okay, that didn't work. Let me go look at YouTube again. You know, let me look at resources, health resources, studies. You know, I was in pharmacy school, so I was really like gathering information. Okay, well, you know, why are carbs bad? Why do people say carbs are bad? Are, you know, are all carbs bad? I don't know. Let me look at it. You know, so doing the due diligence of diving in for yourself is huge. It's huge. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know science, but Google is a resource, you know, and where a coach or a mentor or somebody comes into play a lot of times is where, hey, I've got this far. How do I take it to the next level? Or I need more guidance. I need to reach out and ask for help. You know, that's where a coach or a mentor or a teacher um, comes into play is to take what you have, mold it, develop it, and get you to where you want to get to faster because they've done it right. They've done it already. Mm -hmm. So that's my big thing, man. Well, okay. Um, So it's a lot of self-teaching, you know, YouTube changing lives as usual. 
Um, so what were some of your like personal struggles when you started and how did you overcome them? Uh, I think the fact that, why are you doing this? Like, I think, uh, a lot of times it was, this wasn't working or, you know, why are you even doing this, Brian? It was a lot of internal struggles. Um, not a lot of support, to be honest with you. Um, it's a lonely road when you're trying to do things or attain something that someone, the masses don't have, right? You know, you're trying to get to a next financial level. You're trying to get to a next body, you know, level, but the average person doesn't understand what it takes. So that was my biggest struggle is trying to gain support from my friends, from my line brothers, from my family. And I'm still dealing with that now. You know, when you're trying to get to the next level, it just, you don't have that support because people don't understand. They don't understand why you need to go to the gym um, at this time because this is what on, is on your plan, you know? Um, so that was one is just the support. Um, I think the other one was, was just, it took so long. Like it was a lot of trial and error. So I didn't have the money or the resources to really invest in people to help me necessarily. I had to, you know, grind. I had to go to sem- free seminars. I had to YouTube how to pose. You know, I didn't, I, this was my first competition. I didn't know, you know, what was a tan? Like I didn't, I had to get a tan, like, you know, so, <laughs> you know, those things, I just really had to dive in and uh, find the answer some way or some form or fashion, because that's how bad I, I wanted it. And that's how bad, like I said, I was going to do something. So I was going to find a way. Um, so number one was just support. Uh, number two was money resources. And that's can be applied to a lot of different things that we're dealing with now. Right. Guys, like it, it's and anybody listening, you know, you want something, but you're like, dang, I ain't got the money for that. But are you willing to find it? Like, what can you sell? What can you do? Can you cut back on some things, you know, to find that? You know, I don't have the time. That's the biggest excuse I, I've ever heard. You know, I get that all the time. Um, me and Ronnie were just talking before the party. He said he's waking up at 4.30 to hit the gym with somebody that he found as an accountability partner. Like, what are you guys willing to do to get to that next step? And fitness is not just, if you can, I tell people, all, if you can take control of your own body and have the discipline and mental stability to change yourself first, everything else is, is going to be easy from that, that, that point on, because you're going to know what it takes. Like I can change myself. I can, I can find ways to make these other things happen, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I get off tangent a lot, guys. I'm sorry, but I hope I'm, I hope I'm, you know, providing some value. I just like people to really get the whole picture and, um, really see how health and fitness relates to, everything else they're doing because it's only one part yeah i mean it's the more house in you i understand <laughs> all in the voice it's all right oh, man. <laughs> well i, I could I, I feel like i'm hearing some you know from some frustrations from some of your clients mm. um i think that's what we're hearing a little which is which is yeah. fine um to shift gears just a little um because you know I, I think you've you've given us some good background on you oh, and, of course. and you have um some resources for people to find out more about you. Um, but, you know, to your point, it takes time. And so, you know, everybody tends to like to start their summer 
body workout regimen around like yep. March. You know, once they may have like started solidifying some Memorial mm-hmm. Day plans. Uh, but we know summer bodies are kind of there's the same. Summer bodies are made exactly. in the winter. What are some things people can start doing now mm-hmm. that can get them them ready? Um, let's say by Memorial Day weekend yeah. uh, to be to be out. Yeah, there. I think what people can do now is it's a crucial time because I think. You know, you're going to the holidays, right? So you're just pretty much saying, forget it. I'm just going to enjoy myself holidays, which is cool. But I think just making smarter choices. So how do you um, still stay on some type of regimen, but then, you know, enjoy time with the family? So one meal is not going to hurt you, right? I think nutrition is the biggest thing. So, you know, you set a fitness plan. I think, uh, you know, diving into that. So setting something that's very attainable. So say, hey, I'm going to work out or do some type of physical activity for at least minimum three times a week, something for 30 minutes. Um, so staying active at least three times a week is one. Uh, number two is just making smarter choices. So if you're, like I said earlier, if you're going out to eat, um, you know, choosing the, the quote unquote healthier option um, definitely helps. If you know you're going to you know, go out for drinks that night, maybe, you know, keep it pretty clean in, in the morning or for lunch, um, you know, have some healthy snacks and then you can enjoy yourself during the evening. So you're not eating whatever all, all day. And then you go out and you feel like crap, you know? So I think that's the biggest decision now because people don't want to be restricted, restricted, finishing up the year. You got a lot of things going on, a lot of family time, a lot of good food, a lot of good drinks. So I think just enjoying those specific times, but not overindulging all day, you know? Um, so that's what I would tell people is, um, set a fitness program that is, you know, at least minimum three times a week at 30 minutes doing something and then uh, making smarter choices throughout the day. So you can enjoy those times in the evenings for family, um, enjoying those good food, that drinks, and you don't feel so quote unquote guilty at that at those times. Um, so, like, I know for me, like I, when I go to the gym. I've been there BSing because I need like an accountability partner or a trainer, but the trainers want money. So I don't really, it's not really my, my strong. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um. Just selfish. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I just get on there. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a little stair step. Uh, I'm going to do stair master. I mean, a little mm-hmm. treadmill. I'm going to do the little pulley thingy. I'm going to do the little leggy thingy. But like, is there a best yeah. method of exercise or do all exercises matter? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I see that a lot. <laughs> so I'm looking around and doing going to the gym, and I see people like, "Yeah, y'all just around here, just you know, trying whatever, <laughs> just to say you're in here." But you're you're looking for some type of goal. So I tell people like, make sure you're going into the gym trying to work something. So I like doing a four day split, meaning um, you're working your legs, you're working your back, you're working. Um, your upper body, which would be like chest, shoulders, and then you're doing like maybe a hit accessory day. So high intensity interval training. So you're keeping the rest time short, um, you know, getting really getting that sweat on. And I think supersets work really well for people is because they really short press for time. So I think making sure that you're going in there with a goal of working some body part, um, I think is it helps people to stay on track. So it's like, hey, I'm gonna do legs today. You know, um, making sure that, you know, you're going to the leg machine area, you're working your legs, you're getting your cardio in, 
And then you feel accomplished by targeting that one body part. You go in the next day, say, I'm going to do all the pulling motions. So I'm going to do back rowing stuff. So we're all the back machines. Okay, cool. This is the back area. Cool. This is where I am. I'm going to do a pulling motion downward. I'm going to do a horizontal pull. I'm going to do, you know, maybe some bicep curls. And now you feel accomplished again. And then you go in the next day. So my problem a lot of time is people just go to the gym and they just like, oh, I'll do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, I'll do some legs. I'll do some upper body. Like you're just all over the place and you don't really have a set target when you go in there. So um, that would be my advice to people is go in there targeting some body part. Um, and if you want to, because a lot of people are very interested in, OK, well, I got to do this cardio, right? I got to hit cardio. I got to be on the Stairmaster for 30 minutes. If you don't necessarily have time, quote unquote, for that, I definitely recommend that people keep the rest times very short. So doing rest times or maybe doing two movements right back to back. So that's considered a superset. So you go from one movement to another movement. That's one set. And then you take a short rest time and then you do it again. Do three sets of that switch to another superset. So now you're knocking out a lot of movements at one time, but it's you're keeping your heart rate up and you're getting through the workout very quickly. So I think that's a really big thing now is people want to get in, get out, but be effective and feel like they got a sweat on, right? So that's what I incorporate a lot with my stuff. And that's what I tell people a lot to do is keep it short, keep it sweet, but make sure you go in there targeting something. You have a goal. You don't have to write it down necessarily, but like, okay, I'm gonna hit this today. Um, so Brian, uh, you know, you, you and I both, um, we we were kind of more traditional athletes um melanie i, I know you did cheerleading mm-hmm. so i don't and that's why i use the word traditional excuse me um <laughs> well i'm saying you were an athlete i'm just saying in like tradition I, I was speaking that brian and i were athletes in like a traditional sense but you were still an athlete what is a traditional athlete i i was saying like those that are like you know like Cons- the the sports that we think of typically male dominated sports you know football the baseball the... <laughs> no i'm saying they're traditionally they're thought as of sports but not excluding oh, yeah, yeah yeah your sport so volleyball I got you. The, the sport of cheerleading yeah <laughs> she's looking to yeah. be offended i was trying trying to be because everything you say is offensive i was being inclusive i said brian you and i are thought of as traditional athletes i didn't say like we were thought of as athletes <laughs> anyway anyway i say all that to say um is that for us um you know i think you know we were fortunate in that probably in middle school or definitely in high school we were kind of eased into the weight room Mm -hmm. you know in terms of you know there's a there's an environment where everybody's kind of a novice Mm -hmm. we're being taught things we're you know we're giving some instruction we're being given some critiques and so you know now in our adulthood it you know the gym is not an intimidating place but for many people that may not be the case For someone who, you know, is starting to weightlift for the first time, I guess, what are some things they can do, um, one, to make sure they're not going in there and hurting themselves, and, and two, just to feel more comfortable in there? Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely recommend machine work for a lot of people um, to start off with. So everything that you can do on a barbell or a dumbbell, there's a machine for it. So and you can get a, definitely a good workout on machine work, you know, Um so making sure you're pushing yourself, but definitely start it off for people that are new to the gym is kind of staying in the machine area because most people get intimidated by the dumbbell area. They're like, there's too much going on over here. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to look stupid. So staying with the machines, um, if you're going into a traditional gym or cables, 
Um, I feel like that area is less intimidating. You're able to hop on. It's very stabilized. And it has those guides on the machine, right, where it tells you, okay, what is this for? Um, There's a picture on there. So I think that helps a lot of people to feel more comfortable. Okay, this is for chest. Okay, cool. You know, oh, this is for shoulders. Okay, cool. You know, so every gym has those sections. You know, there's a leg section with the machines, there's a chest, there's a back. And um, I think that helps people a lot and allows them to feel more comfortable and they feel like they got a good workout in. So staying with the machines would be my recommendation for people that are novice going into the gym, but staying still targeted, right? Still, still targeting what you want to actually hit that day. Um, okay. okay. I know this is my question, but I don't understand the whole thing, but whatever. How important are numbers when making goals? I know what weight is. BF, body fat percentage? Yeah, I, I guess okay. what I was trying to uh, hit on with that question is, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, is it important that we have those numbers in yeah. mind when we first kind of set out to, to, to work out and achieve something or is it, you know, something else? Cause I know numbers mm-hmm. can be intimidating. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I think it all depends on the person, but I think you do need to have some form of measurables, right? You need to have, um, and I think multiple measurables are good. Um, I don't think too much detail. So maybe working about fat body fat percentage because true body fat percentage on these scales and, stuff like that isn't fully accurate unless you're getting caliper done work done. So you're actually pinching the fat um, like you maybe see at the doctor's office and stuff like that. So what I tell people is, Hey, get two measurables, right? Have one where you're actually taking progress photos within yourself. You don't have to share anybody if you don't want to, but keeping yourself accountable and then weighing yourself, you know, um, for some people, if they're comfortable with that, just having some form of accountability that way. But there's a lot of people that are very intimidated that, oh, I gained weight today, I, you know, I, but I was doing everything right. So they get flustered by that number. So that it just all depends on the person, but um, definitely see the bigger picture. So kind of calculate, okay, I weighed myself three or four times this week. What is the big picture? How much did, did I see a gradual decline over the week? You know, I went up today, I went down today, I went up today, I went down today, but the grand scheme of things, did I go down like, pound and a half, two pounds. Okay, cool. I'm good. You know, so seeing the bigger picture and staying on track and not being discouraged. So I think taking pictures and uh, keeping some form of number um, is always good as well. Okay. Uh, is there a best time or method in weighing yourself? Yeah. So I tell people weigh themselves first thing in the morning, um, fasted. So that means no water, no food, um, no coffee, no n- nothing. After you use the restroom, keep your scale in the restroom and just weigh yourself. Um, a lot of people are, I see them weigh themselves in the gym or at night. And you got to think you've had food, water, everything. You have a lot of stuff that's retaining. So it might be a little flustered and you have all these different measurables and you're not staying consistent. So first thing in the morning, fasted. Um, what are some eating habit adjustments needed um, to achieve the body you want? Um, and you can state them for like when you're trying to lose weight as well as when you're trying to gain weight, because, uh, you know, I initially came to you when I was looking to bulk up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this can be a detailed question guys. I don't want to ramble on, so I'll give a quick answer, but, um, I think it's something that people need to understand how much they're consuming. And, you know, if anyone has any questions about that, you can definitely reach out to me. I'd be glad to help. But Roddy definitely understands you have to know how much you're taking in um, to really understand for your body how to equate that to your goals. 
So if you're just eating whatever and you want to gain weight, but now you're getting fat, that doesn't really help you. You know, if you're quote unquote eating healthy, but you don't know what you're taking in, what equates to health. And you're like, dang, I'm not losing any weight because you don't know how much really taking in for your goals. So um, I really think people need to keep track and there's different tracking devices and things that you can write down um, whatnot. But I think that's important for people to understand, um, you know, how much they're actually taking in to equate to their goals. Okay. So as for me, again, I'm a very novice BS. The only time I really took my health seriously, like my workout regimens when I was in college and I had a free gym membership and the trainer was only like $40 mm-hmm. <laughs> for graduation. I lost like 10 pounds. It was great. And then I got home and started playing. Mm-hmm. But what, like, what is the time frame of starting to see results from working out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually really? wrote a little uh, answer to this question. Uh, people don't understand that evidence based tells people that the average weight loss should be uh, around a pound or two a week. So for women, it's a lot slower, right? It's probably half a pound to a pound, healthy weight loss. For men, it could be a pound and a half to two pounds. So when people are looking to use that quick weight, I definitely understand, like, like you said, Mel, for graduation, trips, things like that. But rebound gain is huge. You know, so when people are like, man, like, I want to lose this amount in this time, I'm like, yeah, we can do that. Or do you want to continuously lose that over time and over time and over time and look better and better and actually sustain it? Or do you want to lose this 10 pounds in two weeks and, you know, you'll gain right back? Because your metabolism is real. The body is real. And that's what, no offense, a lot of some of these trainers that are quote unquote certified don't understand is they're promising these quick results. But then people are get frustrated because they gained it all back and they got to come back to them, which is good for business. But I'm not in the business to, you know, pick people on, get people off. They're struggling. They're doing this. I want you to sustain it long term. And to answer your question, to start seeing results realistically, um, as far as body composition changes, I usually tell people it's around, you know, two weeks that you actually start seeing because people are acclimated to, you know, losing a significant amount of water weight right off the top once they start drinking enough water, flushing out all the toxins, getting your gut health correct, flushing out everything like, dang, I lost five pounds in a week. It's like, yeah, because you flushed out all that nonsense and now you're actually targeting the fat stores. You know, when that plateau hits, it's real. That's when you start really seeing those results. That's when it starts to get tough. It's like, man, I I lost all this weight and now it's stagnant. It's like, yeah, because now you're hitting the actual fat stores. Um, so two weeks is typically what I tell people to see, start seeing results a month, all, ultimate transformation. I really believe it's around two to three months. I'm sorry. Mel, did you I have any other questions? <laughs> I'm so sorry. But <laughs> you're all good. You're no, all good. But, um, yeah, I, I just, what, what way do you like? you come like overcome your laziness i think that's my issue it's like yeah i'm going to the gym today yeah Mm. yeah yeah i think it's it's the fact that i value my health so much because i see how it translates into the rest of my life you know if i'm tired or sluggish or whatever i can't thrive in my business because i'm tired so the fact that i value my health so much that if i go to the gym I know I'm able to show up for my clients better. I know I'm able to show up for other people better. I know I'm able to probably, it probably translates to more money because if I'm over, if I'm sleeping for two or three hours, that's probably money that I missed, you know? So people don't see how that equates that 
if they're tired, they're sluggish, you know, they're, they don't feel good about themselves. A lot of people struggle with that. They don't go out to events because they don't feel confident in what they're wearing. You know, they don't, they're like, ah, I can't wear this or I'm not going this beach trip. I can't rock this swimsuit, you know, whatever. You know, some people really do feel that, but other people they are like, man, like you said, Mel, like, you know, forget it. Like I'm, I'm about to be this, this person it is what it is. I'm, I'm about to show up. I'm vocal, but other people they really struggle with those situations. So I think how I overcome laziness, I see how it translates into my bigger why, you know, because 10 years down the road, you know, I'll be 30 next year, 40 years old, you know, I'm, I'm looking like I'm 20 when other 40 year olds are in the hospital, you know, they're going to pick up their med- their daily medications, you know, and I'm over here thriving. You know, I just see the long game versus the short game. You know what I mean? At this stage in my life. So that's the bigger picture of what keeps me motive, quote unquote motivated. I, I, I don't even like the word motivated because it's very internal. It's like, you know, you're, you're motivated, but you know, you, no one can motivate you. You've got to really understand that. Why do you want this? Why do you value it? You why is it important? Tell you what happens if I don't do it? Yeah. Yeah. Other people telling you, motivating you, like, that's cool. You can get inspired, but motivated is a completely different, you know, internal battle that I feel like people need to really dive within themselves and said, Dang, like I really messed up. I didn't go to the gym this morning. You know, I didn't, I didn't take care of myself. How am I supposed to take care of others if I can't take care of myself? You know what I mean? So um, that's my biggest thing. That's my big, I think it's big in the African-American community too. Like, you know, our parents are getting older. Um, you know, we're going to have to end up taking care of them, them because they didn't take care of themselves. The biggest healthcare, I mean, the biggest expense or debt is healthcare debt. You know what I mean? People getting these medical bills that are thousands and thousands of dollars, then they can't pay. It's because that person didn't take care of themselves, so now they're detrimenting. Let's say um, you brought up something that really rings rings home for me is, um, you know, I think our generation we we become very health conscious. I think you know, social media has helped in some terms and and hurt in others. Um. I guess what are some things like for our, you know, for our parents mm. that they that like, how are some ways they can get into physical activity? You know, yeah. pops is 55. He, he could definitely weight lift, but yeah, I, I don't know if he can start there. Like I can start there. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think at that stage it's just being active. Um, meaning that you are just say you, you, you go on walks, you know, I think that is a huge thing for people in their fifties and sixties. It's just to simply move more. Um, so walking, um, if you can do any you know, exercises, I definitely recommend sh- machine work for older individuals. So if they're going to go to the gym, you know, stay on the machines because they're more stabilized. Your, your joints and your bones are getting weaker. So having that stability actually helps you and keeps you protected. So I, I see older people in the gym all the time. I definitely think for your pops, you know, staying active. But I think at that stage of their life, they just say, forget it. I'm going to just chill on this couch, um, eat whatever. Like, it's all good. I enjoy my life. It's like, do you not value the fact that, you know, you still got kids that are going to have to take care of you? You know, that's what I tell my mom and dad. I'm like, Hey, like, I don't really want to take care of y'all. Like I love y'all, but I don't want to see you in a home. I don't want to see you rolling around in a wheelchair. Like, I don't want to see that. Um, so 
think about the people around you and how that affects you if you don't take care of yourself. And for us of how to, you know, inspire our, you know, Generation X, our parents, our grandparents, is just, you know, telling them to move. Like, if you got to go with them, go with them. Say, hey, Pops, like, you trying to, you know, um, you know, walk around a city, man? Like, go grab a coffee and just walk around and talk. It doesn't even have to be an activity, but it can be in the form of moving. You know, y'all are just, you know, walking around the mall, going to shop, like, you're, you're moving. You know, um, so I tell my dad, man, like, he's big on golf, so that's a huge thing for a lot of people is my dad started walking instead of taking the cart, you know, start walking the courses. So he's moving. Um, so that's, that's huge, man. I hope that answered the question. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Brian, if you want to let the people know, uh, well, one, we appreciate you for coming on. Uh, we mm -hmm. hope, you know, for our audience, this has been helpful. If, 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 you know, we, we weren't trying to give you all the answers. We were just trying to give you, you know, a starting place. Um, one last question, and then um, I guess is is there any from all all the research you've done? Is there any evidence of uh, exercise and physical activity helping with mental state? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, as far I mean, I don't want to get into the science of it, but yes, there is evidence to show that, uh, especially in the mornings, more so, um, spiking your uh, your, your nervous system to jump up and get ignited actually helps with mental stability during the day and just your overall feeling about yourself. So um, you're looking better, you're feeling better, you're igniting the nervous system, you're jumping up, you're getting moving um, is definitely beneficial to mental stability and mental health and your productivity, your energy levels, all that stuff. Okay. I think that's a good note to end it on. And, and I wanted that because I know for me personally, in times where I've, I've, I've felt a, you know, like a dip in my mood and I felt mm -hmm. some, uh, I don't know if it can be called uh, technically depression, what I, what, but I felt down. I know I've used exercise, you know, the gym and exercise as a way of help pulling me out of it. And, exactly. and you know, I just wanted to share that with, yeah. with others. But Brian, once again, thank you for joining us, LB. Um, can you please let everybody know your socials where they could contact you yeah. if they have any um, more questions? Yeah, of course. So thank you guys for having me on. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, it's just my name. So writing on have that, I'm pretty sure in the show notes. But Brian McEldery on yeah. Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Dr. McEldery, so D-R, and then my last name. I actually have a personal website now, so it actually gives a little bit more about me, so you guys can connect with me there, uh, brianmcelderry.com. Um, my LinkedIn is my name as well. So all the social platforms I'm on. Okay. What's the Envision page? Uh, EnvisionHealth.com. So that's on my personal link to my personal website as well. So www.envision health. So Envision with a Z. All right. Yep. Uh, Mel, any last words? Um. Yeah. Tweet us your fitness goals and such. Where y'all trying to be by next summer? If y'all want to be summer fine, summertime fine, or wintertime cold, or whatever. Jake. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was it. That's all. Thank you so much, Brian, for you know sharing oh, your, you. your little gems with us. Yeah, of course, guys. Thank you guys for having me on, Mel, uh, Rodney. You guys are doing awesome. Uh, Thanks you guys are following them and doing everything to support them All on this right. podcast. Uh, just, I guess, real quick, my last word is uh, to uh, to Brian. Point to Brian made a point early, and in, in Mel, um, I've started working out with my best friend at four thirty a.m. Um, like three days a week, and then we we mm -hmm. typically hit it on Saturday. So I try to post a, a gym selfie 
on my story every day just as accountability because mm-hmm. it's a few friends I have that aren't in the same state as me and, and they kind of check that. So if you want to kind of follow me on my journey, um, I'm like a three weeks in. Yeah. I'm fe- I am feeling better. I am noticing some results already. So, you know, be sure to check out my story and, and see my progress and, and hold me accountable. All right, guys, from my grown, this has been another episode. Looking forward to talking to you in the future. Bye.